Well, thanks, Ben. That was, um, that was fantastic. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our service today here at Te Awamutu Bible Chapel. And welcome to, to those who don't normally come here or don't normally attend a church. We really are glad that you've come and joined us today uh, through this service. I'm Shane Wildermoth, one of the pastors here at Te Awamutu Bible Chapel, and I have with me today as my co-MC, Cherry. Yes, hello. Good morning, everyone. It's great to have you all in the service this morning. We have an interesting program lined up for you today. Yes, today is uh, Mission Sunday or Missions Alive or Ambassadors for Christ, however you would like to say it. And we have uh, three different speakers today. We have Lance Robinson, who's going to be sharing with us about the work from Word of Life. Now, Word of Life is a, a, an amazing outreach program here in New Zealand that does amazing work in outreach. And we're going to hear about what they're, they're doing here in New Zealand through Lance. Yes, and following Lance, we've got the McCarthy family who have just returned from their interesting time in Cambodia. I think Jordan McCarthy has had a lot to do in the preparation of the video. And finally, Maurice Stevenson, who was in the Congo in March when COVID was shutting down air travel worldwide. So stay tuned to find out whether he managed to get back here in New Zealand or he is still in the Congo. And Kuya Shane, I have a question for you. What's that, Jerry? When you were in the Philippines, have you experienced being stranded somewhere? Well, I haven't really been stranded, but I've been locked down before. Uh, in, in 1986, we were in the Philippines and we mm. had the, the coup, the big coup there when uh, Marcus was kicked out of the, the presidential palace. And then we went into 1985 uh, and then 86, uh, we had another coup and uh, we were locked at home and we were where we were we were watching the all the little toro toro trains uh, planes going and bombing the local uh, uh, army base and where we were living we could actually look out and see what was oh, happening yes. and they were flying over our, our uh, base so we were hoping they weren't shot down while we were while we we're sitting there but we were out having a coke in the, our deck chairs watching it all happening from from up on the hills this is scary mm. well <laughs> before we get into the service today uh, I'd like to just pray and open our service. And children, after Shane has prayed, we prepared a video for you. Near the end of the video, uh, Jesus tells his disciples to go and tell the whole world about him. That's what the service today is all about, how some people are telling the world about Jesus. Okay, let's uh, just pray now as we open our service. Father, we thank you that we can gather in this way, Lord, although we can't be together in one place, we're gathered through the internet, Lord, through the streaming, and just enjoying the fellowship we can have in this way, Lord. And as we, we go ahead today, Lord, as we look at our service, as we hear from different speakers, I pray, Lord, that each of us may be challenged by what our speakers have to say about being ambassadors for Christ, being ambassadors for you, Lord. And Lord, I pray for those that we know who are not well. We just ask, Lord, that uh, your healing hand will be upon them, that uh, those who are struggling at the moment, Lord, whether it be finance, work, or just in family relationships, Lord, we ask that you will put your hand upon them and guide them and, and give them discernment to correct things, Lord. Lord, we know you're a mighty God, and we ask, Lord, that today this mightiness will be shown through our service today. So we give you all honour and glory now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey there, my name is Lance Robinson and I work with an organization called Word of Life. I'm excited to share with you a bit about what Word of Life does and what my role at Word of Life is and how I got involved with Word of Life. 
Um, so Word of Life's mission statement is to evangelize and disciple youth in partnership with the local church. Uh, we do this in all sorts of ways with events uh, called Converge and Origin, um, which are both quite different. Converge is a smaller event that we run with a few youth groups um, with the mission of having the young people in those youth groups reach out to their friends, um, being really intentional to train and equip the leaders um, to be able to empower the youth to do that, to reach out to their friends and bring them along. So that's Converge, it's a bit shorter, uh, a bit smaller, and we generally do that in the first couple terms of the year. And then we have Origin, which is a bigger event. Our goal is just to get as many teenagers as possible along with those events, and we share the gospel in many different ways, through dramas and uh, videos and spoken word and testimonies and a speaker. Um, so that's Origin and Converge, those are events that we run every year. We also do mission trips to Fiji and Samoa, and uh, we haven't been able to do any of those trips this year. Uh, we did two trips to Fiji last year, um, but obviously with the situation at the moment, we uh, haven't been able to run a trip this year. And we also run a camp uh, on Labor Day weekend in October, uh, which is, yeah, the mission of that is just, uh, it's an awesome, awesome fun time where the gospel is shared and young people um, are able to have an opportunity to put their faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they also get to do all sorts of games and have an awesome time. Um, last year our theme was Survivor and it was really awesome. So. And so that's sort of word of life. We do all sorts of things, but that mission of just reaching young people and having them, having Christian youth excited about the gospel and excited to share with their friends and to disciple them and help them grow in their faith and also to reach the youth of New Zealand um, in a significant way with these events and, and camps and mission trips. So, so how did I get involved with Word of Life? Uh, well, about two and a half years ago, I got contacted by uh, the director of Word of Life, Tom McIver, and uh, he basically uh, challenged me to do the internship with Word of Life, to do a year study at Pathways Bible College, and then also do ministry with Word of Life alongside that for a year, and to see if it's something that I would be interested in. I already knew that I loved working with young people and youth. I was involved um, in the youth group at Te Amadu Bible Chapel when I was there, and um, have been a leader of my youth group uh, at Hillcrest Chapel in Hamilton for the last, I think, four years. So. Um, I love working with young people, and so this really excited me, so I, I spent some time in prayer around that and uh, ended up doing that internship for a year, um, doing ministry with Word of Life and doing study at Pathways Bible College. After about three months or four months, I was already 100% committed to the idea of working with Word of Life in the future, and so I, that was what I agreed to, and so then last year I did my first full year on as staff, and it was um, an awesome uh, experience, just very growing and challenging. We made this big change to our events last year when we introduced these new types of events um, that I mentioned before. And so it was a really challenging, um, growing time being involved in the, uh, I guess, construction and planning of those events. My role at Word of Life is to work with media and graphic design, to use media and videos in our events to help enhance the presentation of the gospel and um, to work with graphic design elements to, I guess, make our events look good and posters and all sorts of things that are involved with putting these events on. Um, I also work with local church ministries, uh, which works with youth pastors and youth leaders to do training um, around the country for, on, on different things. This year, our training has been on um, creating a gospel advancing ministry. And so how you can help make your youth group one that is advancing the gospel by empowering your young people to share their faith with their friends. And so uh, those are the main sort of things I do. Um, during this time of uh, lockdown, coronavirus, I have been able to work from home. 
since I work with media, it's actually been very busy um, creating things for social media, putting resources out and uh, things like that. And yeah, helping encourage young people in their faith through this time well as um, helping youth pastors by giving them resources that they can share with their youth, like quiet time diaries that they can use to develop um, their time with God and and, um, and begin creating a habit of spending time with God each day. So my heart is to see young people excited about their faith and reaching out to their friends with the gospel. It's something that's so exciting for me and, and our whole team to see is when a youth group comes to an event and their youth group is doubled in size because the teenagers in the youth group have taken that challenge to reach out to their friends and, and invite them along to this event where they're going to hear the gospel. Um, our events are also heaps of fun. There's all sorts of games and inflatables and all sorts of things involved with them. Um, but the focus of each of them and all of them, um, and the teenagers all know this, is the gospel. It's what it all comes back to. And so to see that happen and, and see the youth pastors' faces when they arrive at the event and they've just got all these people, all these teenagers that they didn't expect, um, it's just crazy. It's so exciting. And so uh, that's really that what it comes back to for me. Um, is what, and it's something that's so exciting to see and what really, what really motivates me to um, even do my media and graphic design stuff and promote the events well so that then youth groups know and can come along and, and they know the heart behind it as well and why we're doing this event. Um, I feel so blessed to have this job and be able to serve God with the different gifts and abilities that He's given me. I'm so grateful to be able to serve Him in my role at Word of Life and grateful for the support of Te Ahuru Bible Chapel in my ministry. Um, you're part of my team and I'd like to share some prayer requests with you now um, so that you could be praying for me. Um, firstly, we're currently working towards our Origin events, which are in August and September. In August, we do the North Island, and in September, we do the South Island. And I'd like you to pray that we that those events would be able to go ahead. We are, um, we are going to be following the government's directions uh, around that, of course, and uh, currently, um, yeah, not, not exactly sure if uh, things are going to be lifted to the point where we'll be able to run those events. Um, because our, our goal is to have 500 youth at, at each of those events. That's what, around what we can take. And we had about 350 at our biggest one last year. Um, and so, yeah, we just really um, would love those events to go ahead. And we're currently working towards that and trusting God that that would be able to happen. Um, also, please pray for the group of us that's putting together the gospel message part of that night, uh, which incorporates dramas and skits and spoken words and testimonies. Um, as we find the people to do that and, and work towards how that's going to all fit together, um, just ask that you pray for that as well. And for me, as I, as I create videos that on the night will be used to share the gospel um, as well and think about how those will look and um, everything. So, yeah, I'd really appreciate if you could pray for that. Secondly, please pray as I raise finances to do my ministry. I'm at 67% of my financial support raised. And I'm seeking $1,300 a month to cover my wages and my ministry expenses. Um, finally, as restrictions lift and we will begin to promote Origin, please pray that we will be able to connect with new youth groups and that teenagers will come along and that those who are Christian would invite their friends. That's, um, and that young people would accept what Jesus has done for them on the cross and believe and put their faith and trust and hope in Him. Wayne and Vanessa and family, welcome back to New Zealand. It's, uh, it's great to see you again after a year of being away. Uh, though not quite in the circumstances that you expected to be coming back. Uh, but you went to Cambodia to manage a retreat centre and 
uh, when you arrived, the owners uh, decided that they didn't actually want to um, to leave, which left you without a role. Uh, but there were many other things that you got involved with in, in, uh, in the Christian camps and chefing there and working with Partnership Cambodia, a Bible study, some language study, and that's uh, all great things. Uh, Wayne, you had some health issues, um, which was the main reason why you returned to New Zealand. Um, and it was only uh, a couple of weeks on from that that actually the country went into lockdown and the borders were closed and, and so God has a good timing in all of these things but uh, just love to, to ask you some questions and and hear some of your experiences changed a lot I think um, just having the realization that uh, we are so fortunate to be where we live here in New Zealand um, that so many of the world's population and especially in Cambodia uh, live in um, such contrast to the way we live um, in poverty and in fear um, of just day-to-day -day life living um, within a uh, country under the politics system, that political system that they um, live in. Jordan, you didn't really want to go to Cambodia. How do you see it now, or how has it changed? Yes, I, um, I really didn't want to go to Cambodia for But I re I've really, really enjoyed the last year, and um, not long ago I was watching all my all my videos um, that I had made of our um, awesome time in Cambodia, and um, I actually realised what a what a privilege it was to go to go to Cambodia and experience what we experienced, and um, and I'm just so thankful to God and for and for everyone that supported us that we had that that really great experience, and uh, that goes to show that. If you your trust in God, it should all it should end up good. Yes, there will be hard times, but God never said becoming a Christian would be easy. So despite the struggles and disappointments of the past year, Vanessa. What have been some of the joys and, and blessings and ways you've seen God at work? 
So uh, one of the joys for me was just seeing the way that the children really um, embraced the life, the new life that uh, we'd stepped into. Uh, the willingness that they had to try uh, new things, to try new, new foods, embrace new circumstances, uh, make new friends and just uh, join in with, with every aspect of the new life that we had. That was a, a, just a huge encouragement. Uh, to me, we just had no idea how that was uh, going to go. Uh, there was a second thing for me that was just really uh, uh, such a blessing. Uh, as soon as we arrived in the country, uh, I was blessed to join a Bible study group. Uh, and that was just a, a safe haven for me and our time there. Uh, it was a place of friendship and a place of belonging and it was a place where we dug really deep uh, studying the Word and because I was doing that and because I was spending time in the Word and with the Lord, uh, He was able to minister into um, some of the really challenging situations um, that we had. And uh, also I would say just provision of God. We saw that on a daily basis. Um, just in so many ways, from the small things to the to the big things, just really sensed his presence with us, um, his reassurance, his confirmation, and his provision for our every need. So, yeah. Austin, I'm sure you had um, many fun things that you did with your family. Can you share some of them with us? Yeah, one time we went how they lived and and we saw one of the temples that they had and we saw um, like when it's um, when it's rainy season the, the water goes up and then because um, their house lives on stilts they have to boat to each other if they want to go somewhere and that and the floating village was right next to the um, Thomas that lake, one of the biggest lakes in Asia. And, and then after that we went on a two-story boat to the middle of the lake and we jumped off the boat and it was heaps of fun. Right, Brianna, Cambodia is really different from New Zealand. Tell us, what did you like about Cambodia? Um, I liked going down to the um, market on our plates and I liked the tuk-tuk rides. Now, Jordan, I've heard of this person called the Sprite Man. Who on earth is that? Oh, the Sprite Man. He's a great guy. He um, uh, he works down at the market selling cold beverages. And um, and we had, over the year that we um, we were in Phnom Penh, we, um, I built a friendship with him. He's a, he's a really nice guy. He always had a, 
he give a smile on his face when we rolled in on our rollerblades and most of the time we were leaving the house we were more, more excited to see him than, than, um, than getting that um, really nice cold sprite that was really needed in the 40 degree temperatures of Cambodia. Um, and when I found out that we were, we were going, I um, had the idea to go down to the market and see him and give him the Book of John in, in Cambodian language so he could read it and so yeah I went down and gave him that and um, I told him that we were leaving he couldn't speak that much English um, that much English and I could only speak, speak a little bit of Khmer and so I would um, we bounce back and forth between the two languages so that was fun and then when I gave him the book of John he um, was looked quite surprised and then I told him that we were coming back to my home country and he looked he looked pretty sad. I was sad too but I, I said hopefully we'll be back to see see you again and he gave me a free sprite and hugged me. So there's a bonus there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great testimony. Excellent. Vanessa, after this year away experiencing a different culture and unexpected changes, how do you view a life well lived differently? Hmm. It was a tricky question to start with as I began to think about uh, about this. Uh, but a big part of, of this year for me has been God stripping me of the things that um, have been precious and dear and important to me. And that, that process began actually before we uh, left uh, for Cambodia as I began to release our eldest son Cameron who's, who was 18 at the time to the Lord and, and my parents and uh, Wayne's mum and other family members just releasing them to God. Uh, I had to let go of things that were familiar, the school community, uh, the church family, my study group, close friendships. Uh, it was really uh, really challenging time beginning to release uh, those things. And then we arrived in Cambodia and in many ways I felt incapacitated. Uh, the heat knocked me around and uh, I couldn't communicate with the people. Uh, doing just the basic jobs were overwhelming, finding where to get the food we needed, um, how to get around. Uh, just some of the basic things that we could easily do here were very challenging. Uh, and then the very purpose for why we had gone uh, was also stripped away and uh, I feel like in all of this I came to see that God was in a process of pruning me um, and stripping me of those things that I held dear. Um, I came to see that a life lived well uh, is maybe not really what we think, uh, not necessarily about productivity and being measured by statistics and numbers, but it's a life that abides. Um, it's a life that's close to the Lord. Mm. It's a life that's established in Him. And um, it's a life that draws strength and sustenance uh, from living a living and breathing relationship with the Lord. And everything else actually flows from that place so um, yeah that was a major learning for me a life lives lived well looks very different to what I thought that would mm, so true 
So Wayne and Vanessa, you uh, have returned. Wayne, you're getting uh, health things uh, sorted out. Um, you, you can't actually return back to Cambodia and uh, international travel uh, restrictions there. So what's happening in the interim for you? So we've made a decision just to um, park our discussions around Cambodia for this time because we simply can't go back right now. Uh, we will be moving from the MMM base next week and we'll be moving out to the Cape and Ray campus and uh, taking out the student lounge there and a couple of bunk rooms and making that our home probably till the end of the year. And um, two of the children have gone to Waipa Christian School and I'll be uh, homeschooling Jordan. Great. Um, my health uh, is on the improve. Um, I'm uh, still getting some tests done and some results back, uh, but things are looking pretty positive. Um, in the meantime, and while we've been in lockdown um, here at the MMM base, uh, I've been able to start some um, volunteer work um, and working with the team. Uh, and so I'm going to continue uh, while we are out of Cape and Ray um, and well, while we're waiting for the unknown to become known um, uh, towards C Cambodia uh, and our future um, work there. Greetings to you all from Murray and Joy to our home here in Ruakaka. Now it's only last March that I exited the Democratic Republic of Congo on one of the last flights that left Lubumbashi on towards South Africa. Literally the COVID-19 was closing doors behind me as I scraped my way home to New Zealand. But the bright side for me was that I knew I left behind a fully active Congolese Christian community who were committed to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I have to say they're continuing, even in this COVID difficulty, to do an amazing job. I was equally quite excited as I knew I was coming home to begin a fresh engagement with our church mission, working with our assembly missions across New Zealand and the wider world. I wonder if you knew that our church community has 150 missionaries out working across the world in 38 countries. Our mission service agency is called Global Connections and Missions, or GC3. GC3 serves our missionaries working in 41 mission agencies while also providing information and training and financial services to you, the mission partners, and to your churches. It's to this that our church mission has asked me to come on board as the GC3 mission ambassador. Now I know ambassador sounds like a very authoritative and powerful role. However, as you look at the biblical narrative, you find in the reference to the title of ambassador a far more worthy application for us as Christians who are on life's faith journey. I want us to read a text that explains something about being ambassadors for Christ. And the text is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 
verse 11 to 20. And I'll read from verse 11. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. If we're out of our minds, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right minds, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. And then coming down to verse 17, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, and the new creation has come, the old has gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciles us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not considering people's sins against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is an amazing invitation, an amazing passage. I want to suggest that the first truth in the biblical title of ambassador is that the role of ambassadors is one of representing Christ. We know that the object of our faith as Christians is in fact Christ, don't we? Our mission is to represent Christ in our lives, in our work, in our play, in our study, as we rub shoulders with the communities that we live in. We also know that the virus of sin has separated men and women from God. The only antidote is found in the mission of Jesus. So when we are called to represent Christ, it is equally a challenge for us as Christians to become more like him in our representation. The second truth is the role of ambassadors is a plural invitation. Listen to verse 20. It makes a clear statement. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. In other words, we work together. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You might remember the passage found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 30. That describes the church as a body with many parts, head and hands and feet, all mutually depending on each other. This is the functional sense of Paul's invitation to be Christ's ambassadors. It is a plural invitation to work together. Paul knows that we need each other. Paul knew that no man or woman has all the gifts. He knows the value of working together in unity. You know, I have sometimes sadly observed what causes missions to fail and churches to fail. Forgive me if I'm blunt in the observations. There are things like jealousy, pride, domination, and a lack of love. Globally, they just practically sin. The key to the mission and the church's success is realized by those who have learnt to truly enjoy the, the, the gifts and the talents of their fellow ambassadors that they work with. Not, I wish it was me, 
but rather I really love what you do. Thank you. God invites us to enjoy and support each other's gifts and talents. Then the third truth is this. Our motivations as Christ as ambassadors is found in Christ's love for us. Now that might seem a little hard to apply in our life, actually. It's a troubled world we live in here. Reaching out to others can be messy and uncomfortable. How will we even cope? Well, I think the answer could be for you and for I in our reflection of what Christ's love actually means for us as individual Christians. What is Christ's love for me? What is it for you? Stunningly, it is that God knows me, my weaknesses, my sins, both past and present, my struggles, my imperfections, and he still seeks to gather me up and take me on a journey of faith, of faith and repentance, of renewal, and I might add, adventure. Reflect just for one minute on a person that you would most hate to have to join you on holiday or come for dinner. Have you got that person in your mind? Well, that's the one that God would invite and gather to himself. In truth, that's you and I. A holy God, fully knowing our every failure, our every fear, and our every sin, still shows us his love. God's grace should motivate us to serve, motivated by the realization of an all-knowing God's grace and mercy and forgiveness that picks us up as men and women. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Now the fourth truth is found in verse 18 and 20. And it is our objective as ambassadors is to bring reconciliation with God. When you know who you are as a child of God, saved from your sin, and that heaven is your home, then you understand why you are here on earth. Then you understand why the gospel is of first importance for your children, for your grandchildren, for your parents, for your friends. You see how important it is to introduce people to Jesus who loves them. Reconciliation with God means a lot. It means forgiveness, it means hope of heaven, and it means God's company in our journey of life. The fifth truth is for our roles as ambassadors is that it costs us. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, Paul is speaking and he says, Pray also with me whatever, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. You know, I love this verse that I find in, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. And it says, Whoever claims to live in him, whoever claims to live in Jesus, must walk as Jesus did. That means that there will be some hills and there will be some valleys. And we will encounter things that disturb us in the walk of life. 
We will suffer some bad reactions from those who reject faith. We will have to sacrifice time and money, and it means living with putting others first. For me, as I work with the GC3 and representing them, I am really encouraged by knowing that I'm working in a community that has put God first and that sees God's grace as a compelling aspect of why they would go out and take the message to a lost world. And they want to take that message to a world through local and also international cross-cultural mission. GC3's missions partners are men and women who have experienced God's love and grace. These encounters have motivated them to actively seek and provide our community of churches and mission partners with services that enhance the spread of the gospel. GC3 services offer training and information and prayer support and safe financial facilities in our increasingly regulated international banking systems. But you know, what is most important for me is your personal call. Will you make yourself available to serve as an ambassador for Christ in your current situation or location? Missions is a wonderful calling. It is a wonderful opportunity, but it must also be re-entered as a central aspect of what we do as church and as individuals in our church life and within our community. May God bless you as you reflect upon these short um, understandings of ambassadors for Christ. Thank you. Oh, thank you, uh, Murray, for that fantastic word. You know, it's great to hear about the missions of, of different people going out and being ambassadors for Christ. And as we heard from Jordan, you can see you, don't, you can be any age and be an ambassador for Christ. Our Jordan, Jordan shared about his uh, sharing with the Sprite man. Uh, so if you're whatever age you are, if you've got Christ in your life, you can be an ambassador for him.